This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it, oh, deflection, and the goal! Comes to Mitchell, it's another goal! Incredible hobble! you're listening to this it could be any old time but (laughs) it's evening it's wednesday evening and i just thought it'd be nice to have a little state of play episode where we just talk about the bits and pieces that have happened over the last few days and if something happens on thursday well i've got a presser where i can cover it so we're all good that sound good to you james Yep, sounds very good to me. Well, if you said no, I don't know what I was going to do after that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll start with the most important news is that we have a new signing in the building. Charlton Athletic Centre forward Josh Davison has joined on loan for the rest of the season. He's played 23 times for Charlton in all comps throughout this campaign, scoring five goals. Previous experience includes a loan spell with Forest Green Rovers last season and productive efforts in non-league. Ben Chorley has stated that they wanted a player who has played games this season, which he certainly has, and Davison has described himself as strong and quick and somebody who likes to hold the ball up and get in the box and score some goals. Thank goodness, because, you know, I like my centre-forwards to score goals. Yeah, no, it's he seems like an interesting signing. Um, I can't say I know a hell of a lot about him, but he's not someone who I know nothing about because obviously his name's been 
he's been at with Charlton this season and obviously so with FGR last season as well. So he's someone who's played enough EFL football to kind of be on the radar, but he's not someone who's maybe shown his best football yet. So hopefully we can see that as well over the next six months or maybe even beyond. So um yeah, it'll be interesting. Um it seems like a very kind of surely Ghana signing of someone who's maybe not shown their full potential yet. It seems like a very kind of to use the dreaded phrase of um sports kind of talk of money ball. It feels like one of those kind of signings of someone who, you know, isn't a someone that would be a name on every every fan's list, uh lips. But, you know, maybe has the attributes which fits kind of what they want to do and the way they want to play, which I think has, you know, has been one of the reasons why their um, transfer recruitment has been generally very good since they've come in. I don't think there have been many kind of complete duds this season. So I think there does seem to be a lot more of an, an, an analytical kind of overarching sense of what they want to do. So, um, which I think we saw certainly with, you know, we'll go and talk about more with Tyree Simpson. He was a complete unknown before he came here and then became one of the best, if, you know, definitely one of the best strikers in League Two and definitely the best teenager in, in the lower leagues of EFL. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what um, Josh Davidson brings to Swindon Town. Yeah, um, silly comment instantly. He's got a lovely head of hair. Um, so I've said it. There we go. It's done. In terms of his football, he's 22. So he's not a kid. He's got those games under his belt and he's got more experience than Tyrese had. And I also like that element of danger, not element of danger, that element of risk that he's got because he needs this loan spell to go well, really, looking at his career. You know, he was you know doing okay at Charlton. Um, his Forest Green career, three goals in 20 league games. So he needs to really show his current employers that it's worth keeping him around and I'm more than happy to let him use Swindon as that vehicle. Yeah, and I think that's sometimes what you want from loan signings. It's what you get from them is it's, you know, they have a short time to kind of show what they can do at a club. It's a complete kind of clean slate for them from where they've been before. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And, you know, it's one of those ones that's been later in the window as well. So, he would have been someone who they, you know, Chorley and Garner would have been looking at for a while. So, you know, um, he's not a kind of, doesn't seem like a kind of rash purchase. So they will know what they want to do with him and he will know what's expected of him. So, um, which has not been the case, I think, in the past with some of the signings we've made. Certainly last summer, uh, last winter with, you know, Tyree Somatoy. So, um yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm looking forward to, to seeing him, seeing what he does at the weekend and for the future. Yeah. What do you reckon then, given the quick turnaround between Tyree Simpson's recall and Josh Davidson's signing, do you think this signing was supposed to be the, the additional cover for who was already there? Obviously, Tyrese and McCurdy, or do you think he, he may have been brought in to replace Tyrese very, very quickly? <sighs> it's, it's a tough one because. I think it may have just been a case of the kind of the probably the difference between the kind of on the wages and stuff between again we don't know the kind of ins and outs of the deal but you know Swindon may have had to kind of 
bite their tongue a little bit in terms of what they wanted from the deal in terms of the the financial aspect of it, so they could get them in quicker. But I think I think he probably would have come in anyway because we need we definitely needed someone in that position prior to you know Ty being recalled. So yeah, I, I think it was one that was on the cards anyway, and I, I think. Garner and and Chorley have been very kind of. They only go for players they they don't panic by. They go for players. They seem to go for players that they have done quite a lot of due diligence on. So, I don't think you know, Josh Davison doesn't seem like the kind of. In terms of his record, anyway, isn't the ace in the pack. He's someone who is a bit of a risk because he hasn't scored a hell of a lot of goals in his career, but. They've obviously seen something in him that will that will add something to our to our squad and our and our first seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's hoping it's an instant impact at Colchester this weekend. We'll, we'll come back to targets in just a moment, but let's just talk about the two loanies who we want to see back at Swindon, but might not, probably not, might do. Who knows? We'll start with Kane Kessler Hayden, who we were all rating as probably unlikely. We've been given another blow um, in that respect because he picked up a muscle injury in the first half of Aston Villa under-23's match with Reading. Um, my only note, as far as that's concerned, is great. Yeah, it's a bit of a frustrating one. Um, mm. It would have been better if it was, you know, he got that, not saying he was getting an injury, obviously, <laughs> but if he were, it would have been better if it was against uh, Everton on Saturday rather than you know, a relatively, you know, nondescript under-23s game. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's very frustrating. It's their player. They can do what they want with him, obviously. But, you know, so much more worth of him being at Swindon than be playing in under-23s football. And now, who knows? I don't know what the extent of that injury is. That happened um, a day or two ago at time of recording. But not great with only five days of the window do we risk it? Uh, meanwhile, Tyree Simpson's recall by Ipswich has been confirmed as a contractual issue. It's believed that they have an option on him, which makes the recalling a little bit odd, unless it's not as watertight as they would like. Either way, Tyrese is looking like he's got to sit in the under-21s unless he signs a new deal. And as a result, Swindon lose a key player. I'm not a fan of these Januaries, James. Um, it's been quite funny because... Swindon Town social media being Swindon Town social media, the fans side of it anyway, has been raking up so many conspiracy theories, but almost every official source is saying it's a contractual issue. And I believe this happened to Swindon many moons ago with Brad Smith of Liverpool, who was recalled um, due to a contract dispute and he never returned. So it's kind of like I have solidarity to, to Tyrese, you know, do what you got to do. But unfortunately, Swindon are the uh, are caught in the crossfire of this, aren't they? Yeah, it's insanely frustrating. Um, that's the only way, as a Swindon fan, you can really judge it. Certainly, considering you know Ipswich's insane firepower they have, because when they've got you know five five strike five first team strikers, and that's without you know tie, um, including you know what ex winner pro contract winner Kane Jackson. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I think Ipswich are probably want 
to use every chance to kind of get the money that they feel that they're owed. Um, I don't know how long that Tyrese has been there um, because he, he came in quite late to football, didn't he? Because he was with, or had a trial with Leicester Tigers. So, and obviously his kind of next move would be subject, uh, if he went in the summer, would be subject to a tribunal. So, and that's usually, uh, again, this is based on vague knowledge at best of that's more based on a player's time there rather than their quality. So, um, it might be better even if they have the option to like get the extension of a season and be able to sell him at a higher price because, you know, Tyrese's quality, his quality is exponential. I think he's got the potential now to play at low, lower level championship and in the future, the sky's, sky's the limit. So, I think this is it, isn't it? I think, I think Simpson wants to be playing at Swindon. I don't doubt that. Every everyone linked to his family. That if you've read anything on this, his family are clearly not very happy with the with the fact that Simpson's been recalled. Um, but you could have an agent representative in his ear saying, "Look, I can get you championship." I can get you a championship. You've done so well at Swindon. I can get you a championship club and then you can maybe have a League One loan or whatever. And he's only 19, but he's he's playing well ahead of schedule, I would say, in terms of he, he doesn't play like a 19-year-old. All the 19-year-olds that I'm used to see seeing play for Swindon, he, he looks absolutely ahead of that. And you've got to capitalise on that in, in a short career, don't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. And it, like, it's... He's probably been massively underrated, I think, even even though despite he's scored, you know, nine goals this season, but his kind of general play, he's been unreal up front, has been definitely underrated by some of the, the Swindon Town fan base. Um, but yeah, he's obviously going to want to be playing, you know. He's a footballer and you don't, you know, football careers aren't, you know, the longest of, you know, careers. So, um yeah, it must be massively frustrating for him how many, how many good seasons are playing first team football, you know, and then ending up playing in, you know, the under 23s at Switch must be pretty demoralising for nothing other than kind of noughts on a, on a paper, really. It just seems a bit depressing. It's a momentum killer, isn't it? it it's, it's designed to sort of bringing him back is designed to sort of almost scare him into signing a new deal. It's a bit bully boy tactics. If you ask me, they're yeah, within the right to do it. Ipswich. Um, but it, it's, it's, you know, oh, if I don't sign here, then I'm not going to be able to play football and then nobody will want me. Obviously you can roll the dice and go, well, I'll sit here for five months. Don't you worry. I'll, I'll wait here. I've done enough this season to, to get interest. But like I said, when you're, when you're, scrapping these footballers they scrap to get into the into the pro game and they're not just going to allow it to be all taken away so you know it's going to play on your mind it can't be a fun situation to be in for Tyrese and 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 all involved and well it looks like Norwich under 21s will have to fill his raffle Peterborough under 21s um which doesn't seem right to me oh well never mind okay well before we move on from um incomings and 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 rumors and so forth we've got one in no one's left yet but remind me because i'm rubbish at this where where else do we need bolstering in this squad i would say it's probably easier to say well we don't need bolstering um which is probably goalkeeper i would say like 
there are, you know, the more immediate problems that we have are definitely at the kind of right back, full back positions, uh, wing back positions are a definite, are probably the first on the list of income, uh, of, on the shopping list. I'd say like another striker, you know, now that we've lost, Ty is an absolute must. And may and maybe third on the list would be a, I would say like a box to box, kind of slightly more hard wearing midfield presence. Because I think definitely at times, certainly in when you get to this kind of part of the season where teams are, you know, battling for their either, either a position in the playoffs or a, you know, an automatic place or potentially going out of the football league, you need those players are able to be and I don't think sometimes we have in the midfield a bar a kind of you know Louis Reed a player who has a bit of bite but who can also play a bit more I mean that's it's because that's obviously the way of playing probably one of the reasons why why Anthony Grant hasn't been used is because he's not one of the better players kind of on both sides of the pitch he's a bit too defensive and I think we need someone who can do both sides of the game which yeah that's probably I would say where we need Another addition, if possible. In the um the older uh, low strangers WhatsApp group, I think it was Terry that was saying that we need cover for pain. I haven't really thought about it, but I think we have lacked that cover in his absence, like a like for like, haven't we? I mean, it's it probably isn't easy um, finding a Jack Payne for League Two football at you know on the budgets that we're looking at. But I think that's a fair point. Yeah, I think that's where the kind of wild card loan from a Premier League club kind of comes in because we don't 100% need it but it's something that could be the difference between us getting from the maybe from the playoffs to the automatics potentially it, looking towards the end of the season that player who can you know think, looking at Saturday we didn't have that other option to come on who maybe gives us a bit something different I mean obviously that was a tactical decision by Garner but someone who genuinely gives us something different maybe someone who's maybe a bit taller Maybe in the mould of a kind of to, to to pluck a name out of the air, obviously from from use uh, from Chelsea's use use system like a Loftus Cheek type player, obviously not <laughs> being an team, but that kind of profile in terms of his physical makeup, a kind of tall player who likes to bring the ball forward. Um, but you know, it's it's not an absolute must. I say the absolute must are in both when Aaron Ramsey. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, my um, insistent uh, my insistence on the bet is has not um stopped on the Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> no, Rambo two has been linked to Newcastle, so um, I've never been more confident of him joining Swindon now. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's happening. You know, he needs mm-hmm. he needs <laughs> get <laughs> he needs needs goes for the uh for the playoffs. So you know, what what better place alongside is is mate um. His mate, um, Johnny Williams, so, you know. An absolute formality. Um, This leads me well to the rumour mill, James, because the rumour mill has been trying, James. Oh, it's been trying. Louis Barry's name continues to be circulated, as does his Villa under-21s teammate Brad Young, who's been on loan um, at Carlisle United. Other names being thrown around willy-nilly include Fleetwood youngster Paddy Lane uh, and former... Crystal Palace youth player Mandela Egbo, which is incredible, and I've never more I've never been more keen for Swindon to sign anyone. There's trouble at Tamil. She's really struggling under the uh, new management to give us lots of names, isn't she? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, 
it's tough. It's tough making up names now. It's, 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 it seems that maybe people just bored of it. Who would have thought people were bored about lying on the internet? I don't believe that for a second. I mean, names are getting thrown around. I like the idea of Mandela Egbo because, you know, he's recently left MLS, but he's got Bundesliga and, and lower league German football experience. And I even still him play for Crystal Palace under 21s many moons ago. Um, I think he's a right-sided defender. So it makes sense to see his name mentioned. Again, signing him up, great name. I'm all about great names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, what a name. And obviously... Fits what we want to do, probably would have played under Garner at Crystal Palace, I would have guessed, I would have thought. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's in the kind of it's on the kind of more plausible side of the room, man, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Louis Barry sounds like a rock and roll singer from the fifties. Brad Young sounds like a home and away character. Paddy Lane sounds like an Irish folk Beatles tribute band. So let's get Mandela Egbo to this football club now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm up for that. Like, oh, good TV. <laughs> I've I've had a long week, James. You're <laughs> just going to have to humour me on this. It's been an absolute. Oh, I've been. Oh, it's been terrible for me. But anyway, we'll move on. Outgoings wise, you know, we we talked about our concerns of JoJo leaving, and maybe given what happened at the Africa Cup of Nations, even though JoJo was in no way responsible for that, I think. Maybe my concerns of him getting snapped up by a team elsewhere might be a little... I'm not going to say it, actually, because, you know, I've, I said Simpson wasn't going. I, said, <laughs> I, I I was soothed by Kessler Hayden staying. You know, it's all going wrong. So let's see what happens in regards to JoJo. Anthony Grant simply has to go, I think. And I hope he does for the sake of his final years of his career and his international career. He's got it right. There's, there's just no play. I know there are, there is a segment of the fans that are just s- sort of still willing him to be announced in, in the starting eleven. And I get it, I get it because nobody knows what the situation is, and we're assuming there's, there's trouble. But given the substitutes that he's been naming and what Ghana says about how he selects his players, he's got to go. Yeah, it's been a slightly interesting kind of. Yeah, really for Anthony Grant, isn't it? <laughs> An absolute whirlwind. Absolute whirlwind. You know, having to go through the Sheridan season. Well, let's go right the whole career. Comes in, player of the year season. New season, doesn't work out for him. He has to go through the Sheridan side of things. Gets released. Comes back to help out for a friendly does enough to earn a contract, becomes an international footballer with Jamaica, loses his place, and it all goes crazily wrong. And now we're left in this sort of limbo of whether he's going to leave or, or stick around and, and maybe be our seventh substitute. A roller coaster by its very de- definition. Yeah, I, I don't even, again, we obviously don't know anything in the kind of the dressing room or anything, but I just think the issue with Anthony Grant with with this team is I just don't think he really fits. And because of the way that Garner is as a coach, manager, kind of tactician is he wants players to do a very specific role. And if you can't slash can't do that, you're kind of surplus requirements really, I think. You know. Anthony Grant has a very specific way of not very specific, maybe just very, very harsh. But suddenly now is in his advancing years, he's not the quickest of players or, or whatever and will he will be able to cover loads of ground. Um he maybe just doesn't fit into to what 
Ghana wants to do going forward. So maybe it's just best for him to to find somewhere else which will fit his attributes. So I think he's definitely got something to offer a EFL, well, a League Two, maybe higher um, National League club. So I think it would be best for him to, 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 to go and play football and wish him all the best. Because he has, you know, he's been through a lot at this football club, all of the highs and all of the lows. So he deserves a better fanfare than to just have his fit, career just fizzle out. If if this is the end, it's not been a great separation or doesn't feel like a great separation, even though nobody's saying anything, so it could be all in our heads. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in terms of outgoings, you know, if, if, if a non-Swindon fan was to say, look at our squad list, be it on Wikipedia or on the official website or wherever, they'll go, cool, you've got a lot of players. But, you know, from, from squad number 28 onwards... There's very little experience, Anthony Grant aside, who who is probably on his way. Even if we sign two or three more, I do wonder whether letting Aguilar and Parsons go out on loan would be the most sensible decision. I absolutely am on board with the logic of them being more useful to Swindon long-term, going out and playing games, but... I, I, we do need those bodies. I, I guess my question is from this is for you to reassure me as, as somebody with plenty of non-league football knowledge, these guys go out on loan. It's still month loans, isn't it? It's, it's not tied down to the re- end of the season like it is in the EFL. Yeah. And there's like recalls always in these kind of agreements as well. So if they did go out, it'd be certainly if they're in, you know, chipping them just down the road, it's pretty insanely easy for them to kind of come back as well. You know, also, I think Garner and Aguiar, when I was this a couple of weeks ago, I said Aguiar on the radio saying he trains for Swindon all the time anyway, so it wouldn't be a massive change. Maybe part of him is kind of maybe twice a week going, going to ship and to train with them and then obviously match days and stuff. So I think it makes more sense than anything for him to go out and play, you know, competitive football, which is what it is. Certainly at National League South level, which is a better level than I think a lot of people give him credit for. So... Yeah, and I think there are maybe a couple of other people that would probably add to that kind of loan list as well. Um, I think if we d- get a, say, a Louis Barry in on loan as well, as another number nine, I think it would be interesting to see maybe Mitchell Lawson go on loan to a higher level uh, for maybe a month at a, you know, National League side to get him a bit of confidence and just let him play really for longer than, you know, 10, 15 minutes at the end of a game. That would that would have to be on the basis that he signs a new deal because he's you never want to be sent out to National League. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you go out to the National League now, if you're Jaden Mitchell Dawson, you're done at Swindon, really, aren't you? Unless yeah, because if he tears it up, then he's not going to sign a new deal and he'll go somewhere else, won't he? So yeah, I, I think he'll stick around. I think your dab rays are the ones that are yeah. that need that need minutes. Is is there any is there anything else in regards to squad that we need to talk about before we move on? Not really at the moment, I don't think. I mean, it's just, yeah, just hope that we can be a proactive, as we have been in the last few weeks anyway, in terms of contract, at least. So obviously, no, we have these kind of restrictions in terms of contract lengths and stuff. So we at least have the free overseas, which we can then, you know, maybe offer them a new deal at the end of the season when they're kind of, the restrictions have then been lifted, but, you know, making sure that more are tied down for at least another season. We shall see. 
Okay, moving on then. Zav Austin's Magic Mystery Tour has arrived in Pakistan as Swindon Town have announced a partnership with Karachi Football Club. They don't have much of an internet presence. I'll I'll repeat that again. They don't have any internet presence, which I assume means they're a new uh, organization. But a statement said that this partnership will be the first of many as Swindon Town look to identify exciting talent across Asia. Vice Chairman Zav Austin will be exploring several countries in the foreseeable future in order to build and form relationships and friendships with a number of clubs. James, this is great work if you can get it. I, I've, I've, I put in the bit that he was Vice Chairman. I don't know if that's ever been confirmed, so we await that. But it was an extraordinary statement. I mean, face value... It sounds like a it sounds like a good thing to get the Swindon sort of name worldwide. I'm not sure whether we can get the cream of the crop from Pakistan into the UK due to various things beyond Swindon Town's control, FIFA regulations, bits and pieces like that. But it, it was such a it was such a like a gushing statement of you know handshaking and backslapping with minimal content as to what on earth this is going to get this football club but we see what happens and I look forward to uh, reading about it yeah it's quite a um, baffling statement to say the least for something that you know seems like it's been going to be pretty vague but it's it's an interesting concept I mean Pakistan is a country that I don't think has been fully kind of maybe doesn't have the greatest coaching in the world, so maybe a kind of a link up with a English football club will, will help um, Pakistani football, which, which would be fantastic, you know. And if we can benefit from that, that would again be massively fantastic for our football club. But you know, due to you know FIFA issues and probably subsequent visa issues of getting players over here, be be very. I think we'll be very lucky to see you know top level talent. Uh, coming over, coming over to England, but um, yeah, it, that <laughs> the statement also had a few um, choice quips that were slightly interesting, including the kind of comment about um, treating, you know, Egypt like a footballing minnow, even though they're you know the most successful team at the Africa Cup of Nations, and you know their two domestic sides in Zamalek and. El Ali are the two have won the uh, African Champions League the most times. So, you know, yeah, it's a slightly bemusing comment, really. Yeah, I, I don't really want to get bogged down in the weeds of parts of the statement that really don't matter, like the Mo Salah and Egypt, uh, Egyptian football comments. But you know, Liberia produced George Weir, who is one of the best players of his generation. And there are loads of other players who play for lesser nations, so to speak, that, that are world-class. I mean, also Gareth Bale Wales, really, if you've been pretty honest. Hey, I'm not allowed to say that. You're allowed to say it, but I know how this works. I can't possibly make comment <laughs> about that. But anyway, you know, Let's take this for what it should be, and that's broadly good news. But if we start seeing pictures of Zav Austin sunning himself in the Maldives wearing pink shorts and a Swindon Town potato print bucket hat, or 
waving and shaking hands in Pyongyang or in luminous body paint as he's just announced a partnership with Thailand's FC Tourist Trail, then, well, frankly, I'm calling nonsense to this whole thing. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. The final bit of news for this episode emerged on Wednesday evening. It was via a tweet from former Swindon Borough Councillor Dale Heenan, who tweeted that the council's decision to sell the county ground to the club and the trust is scheduled for March with a link attached. I think it was March 16th. Don't hold me to that. Truly amazing news. Something we've all been waiting for for so, so long. Huge kudos to the club and to Rob Angus and to the trust for getting this far. It feels like we're so, so close. And I'm really looking forward to hopefully the club owning this football ground with the fans. Yeah, like the only word that kind of came into my mind when I saw this was it's a seismic change for our football club and for the future of it as well. Like it's the county ground has very much been a kind of physical manifestation of kind of the lack of due care that the club's had over the last, you know, 20, 30 years really, in terms of the kind of the changes that have been made, the very, very small changes that have been made to the ground have been, you know, plasters covering massively deeper issues. So, um, yeah, this it changes a lot in terms of the kind of financial benefits that we can get from the county ground and, you know, the fact that it makes sense for the club to kind of redevelop it and, you know, make it a nice football ground to be, ground to be in. Because, you know, I've been going since 2004 and the ground has not changed at all, bar like some of the, the change of colour of the seats, you know, like it's ridiculous considering, you know, pretty much every other club has at least had some form of re- redevelopment of their ground and we haven't in any way, shape or form. We have to um, obviously give a massive thank you to um, the Nigel Eady Trust as well, who oh, yes. you know, I think it was it's 10 years relatively recently of his passing, I think. Um Obviously, I can't, don't know the exact um, total, but I think it's around over two million. I think if that's I don't know, that that's a bit, but that's phenomenal, and this probably wouldn't be happening without that kind of money. Really, if we've been brutally honest, it probably wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, like a massive thank you to uh, uh, everyone at the Nigeria Trust. Obviously, you know, to him, you know, Nigeria himself uh, respectively. So, you know. Yeah, this is this is a mass. This is a you know, this is a flag um, putting a flag in the ground day. This is this is this is this is momentous. This this will change the football club because we've had so many people over the last you know. So ever since I've been a fan, which is you know nearly two decades now, we've had the likes of you know Nick Watkins and again this is not doing them, but you've had these kind of great ideas, but haven't been able to you know see them through. And I think now that the purchase is going through this kind of makes everything, you know, this changes everything. This means we can actually, and it makes it financially viable for us to make changes, which it didn't before because we didn't own the ground. So it doesn't make sense for, for us to make loads of changes that we will see little financial benefit from. So this is, you know, to use the word again, seismic. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant that finally, 22 years in 
we are getting closer to bringing this football ground, the county ground, into the 21st century. So here's a hoping. I think that will do us for this episode. James, thank you very much. Thanks, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.